Welcome to the Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast. Hyphenation. I'm your daring dose of dumbling. <laughs> Kellen Conley. And you're listening to Hyphenation. If I didn't just say that a second ago. Weather report. It's a beautiful day in Morgantown. It's 48 degrees. Not a cloud in the sky. Supposed to be warm. No complaints there. Running a couple errands this morning. Had to take uh, the rest of Aaliyah's birthday cake to Angel School because, uh, you know, we're not trying to keep the birthday cake in the house. And Aaliyah had some, so we're good there. I'm taking some cupcakes to my coworkers. You know, and then we got a ton of Easter stuff anyway. We got food, we got candy. Keto is not happening right now. So, you know, uh, just your average everyday Tuesday. Um, what else is new? So, so Leah turned five. Her birthday party was awesome. Uh, we had it at the West Virginia uh, Gymnastics Training Center. A bunch of family and friends came in. The adults spent way too much time in the foam pit, uh, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Somehow we didn't smash each other's faces in. A lot of fun was had by all. Leah had a good time. And then uh, we did an Easter egg hunt on Sunday or Saturday morning with some friends and family. And then Sunday we went to church. And then oh, Easter Bunny came first. And then we went to church. And then we had Easter dinner shortly after that. And then all of us just passed the hell out. We were done. And then uh, then uh, Leah woke up and we watched Wreck-It Ralph 2. Uh, Ralph Breaks Internet. Or just Ralph Breaks Internet, I think is what it ended up being called. Uh, would I recommend that? It, I'll recommend it. I didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed the first one. first one was an unexpected triumph for me. The second one, uh, I thought the premise of them going to the internet was really cool. And it was it was fine. The Disney princess scene was funny, but it it was fine, you know. I have no uh, issues with it. I I need I'll probably watch it again because if I'm not mistaken, I feel like it'll be if it's not already. I think it might be on Netflix now. Uh, you know, uh, if I'm not, oh, what am I trying to say? I want to watch it again just to kind of. I don't know. It's good. Um, But don't expect it to be as good as the first one, I guess. You know what? This isn't a recommendation. Watch uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet if you're interested. If not, that's cool, too. Okay. People stopping in weird places with no turn signal. Oh, that left turn. Oh, is it on? I guess. I can barely see it. Okay. Anyway, little little road chatter for you there. <sighs> so, uh, something I do want to recommend right off the bat, and I'm not even finished it, but it's just so incredible, is Beyonce Homecoming. Now, if you've been with me for all 
95 of these episodes. You know me and Beyonce have gone back and forth, okay? Uh, let's see. She dropped Lemonade. I ain't believe her for the longest that Jay would ever do that to her. So I pretty much called her a liar for a very long time. Uh, what else happened? Uh, she did the pregnancy photo with Sir and Rumi. I had issue with that. I thought it was too over the top. I didn't find it'd be a big deal. Everybody's like, oh, Beyonce's pregnancy pictures. And I'm like, so what? Who cares? But you know what? In hindsight, I was wrong for that too. I was happy when the joint album came out with her and Hove. It actually was really good. I did give that props. I eventually apologized about Lemonade once 444 came out and I finally did listen to Lemonade and I was uh I was pleasantly surprised it's still not my favorite Beyonce album I'd still say that goes to the self-titled Beyonce album of 20 so 2013 when that came out uh that's still my favorite full project because four was good the Beyonce joint was really good. And Lemonade was really good, but I, I really like that self-titled Beyonce album. I felt myself going back to that a lot, but I watched Beyonce Homecoming, most of it. And I haven't even apparently got to the good part according to Marcus, which I assume is the Frankie Beverly song. Let me tell you though, Beyonce at Coachella last year, I knew it was a big deal the way the timeline was heating up and how many people were tweeting about it and the two different shows. I know the Destiny's Child reunion is coming still. But the work that she put herself through is just insane. But to see the hard work and the dedication that it took her to get back down from 200 plus pounds back down to her normal Beyonce size self <laughs> um, it was pretty incredible man it was inspiring she killed herself literally like she was doing keto but then she was doing extra shit you didn't need to do on keto like no meats and shit like she was literally eating salad all the freaking time and Angel made a comment about it she's like it's funny how she says she's uh, not eating carbs or any sugar, and then she's sitting there eating an apple. I'm like, yeah, but maybe she meant, like, no, uh, no unnat, like, maybe she allowed herself fruit. She didn't say she wasn't eating fruit, I don't think. Angel wasn't buying it. But eight months worth of rehearsals, man, I feel like my take is a little, is a little tainted because I listened to, uh, Joe Budden podcast, uh, and was listening to... Joe and Rory and Mal and Parks talk about the show, so I'm worried that I might be copying a lot of their stuff, but the show is, uh, no pun intended, flawless. Both shows are flawless. The cinematography is flawless, and I love tour documentaries, music documentaries in general. I'm pretty sure I told y'all about when I watched that Eagles documentary on Netflix, the one that Simmons wrote about on Grantland a few years back. And I told y'all how good I thought that was. 
Um, I just, I just love them, man. Fade to Black is one of my favorite movies. Um, I love the performance scenes with just much love performance scenes. I love all the behind the scenes of him making the actual songs. I always thought that was like really cool. And what else? Uh, backstage, I'm a fan of that one. Uh, oh, the uh, I don't know if you remember these. Like they were both in the '90s. There was uh, the show, which is a, a big deal. It was about uh, it followed a couple acts on the road and stuff, a hip hop acts. And then there was Ramen Reason. Ramen Reason was my shit. Now I, I think it was Ramen Reason where Red and Meth were at that golf course, and they were out in L.A. kind of hanging out with uh, Death Row and Suge and stuff. And then I think Suge and Death Row just started this huge fight on this golf course. This shit was crazy. Uh, I think that was Robin Reason. I can't find those anywhere, like on streaming or... I need to... I'll have to see if I can get a DVD of those, because I really love those movies. But so, so Homecoming was right up my alley, man. And then to find out, of course, that she drops the live album on top of that. But listen here. I've seen some performances in my lifetime. You know who I haven't watched live in a very long time? Beyonce. And at some point, Beyonce crossed that threshold, man. And when I say she crossed that threshold, I mean she crossed that threshold of not just being a performer. Like, she's, she's, fuck, Beyonce's the best, man. Like, I was impressed when I saw Usher on the uh, 2004 Truth Tour. And yes, it's the one Kanye headlined. I was impressed with Usher because, from what I could tell, Usher was singing live and dancing. Well, obviously the dancing was live. But he was singing live, and I was, like, very impressed by his whole show. I'm like, man, he's killing it. But, of course, this is peak Usher. This is pre uh whatever her name was pre having a son uh you know th- this was this is apex mountain usher was confessions he's never gotten that close again but beyonce man to, to be a mother of three less than a year removed Less than a year removed from having uh, twins and then making your body, forcing your body to bounce back sooner than later. And then to go out to Coachella, man, for not just one ride, for two weekends and just dominate. I, I gotta admit, man. I gots to admit it. I was uh, wondering if it's too late to get my Beehive card. <laughs> I'm, I'm not playing, though. Marcus has been telling me for years, man, and I've slept so hard. My, I, I mentioned it before, recently on the pod, actually, about how there was only certain performers that were really up there as far as their impact and stuff. 
and there's obviously Michael, Prince, Whitney. I think Janet kind of had it for a second, but you know, we've talked about my feelings on what happened to Janet. And then there's Beyonce, man. Like, Beyonce's officially entered that conversation. There's no way you can watch Homecoming and not feel some kind of way about what you're seeing. It's incredible. And yeah, she's still singing those songs of Trash by Man Ho, but he deserves that shit because men are trash. It's crazy, man, how good she has really become. Because, honestly, I was thinking, I don't know, in 2008, when uh, I Am Sasha Fierce dropped, almost said I Am Sasha Banks, I Am Sasha Fierce dropped, I don't know, I mean, that was her third album at the time. She had recently got married to Jay. I I didn't know where we were going with Beyonce from there, you know? I truly didn't know. Well, hell, nobody really knew. I mean, obviously, I mean, she had done movies by then. She had done several movies. I don't think anybody expected her to cross over like that and there's gonna be people like oh she had already done all this like she was already amazing before any of that stuff happened and she was already one of the best performers bro I heard B-Day I heard Dangerously in Love and I heard I Am Sasha Fierce and no if you wanna sit there and tell me that she was as great at what she does now as she was then or she was as great then as she is now, based off those albums, compared to having a four, having a Beyonce, and having a Lemonade on the back half of her career, or not even the back half, on the next three albums? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you insane? No. Nobody knew that shit was coming. I'm just saying, Beyonce was big in 2008. But Beyonce is mammoth. Mammoth! In 2019, bro. Single, and there was a lot of talk on Joe Budden yesterday. On uh, Joe Budden podcast. Not even yesterday, on Saturday. And they were saying things like... The, the greatest performer of our generation and stuff. Like, this is when... That's a cop-out, to be completely honest with you. Because it's like, okay, so you're telling me that Mike's not of our generation? And, and I think Mal or somebody made, Maul made the argument about uh, Mike being, or Joe. Somebody said somehow Mike was our generation. And it's like, the way they were saying it about Beyonce, though, she was a great performer. It's like, are you telling me she doesn't resonate with older folks too no man girls love Beyonce 
it, it's just a fact. I mean, my wife's a fan of Beyonce. Uh, Marcus is an avid fan of Beyonce. It, it, I mean, that's like two people my age. But you're trying to tell me now that people ain't rocking with B that's like, let's say, over 50. You think if my dad did it, if my dad doesn't hear fucking um, love on top, he ain't gonna fucking jam out? Are you serious? Why wouldn't he? He's a fan of music. You know who probably wouldn't like Beyonce? Maps. <laughs> Maps, I love you, but I can't see you fuck with Beyonce, bro. I can't. I may be completely wrong though. You you might you might stand for her. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but back back to the topic. Beyonce is just in that conversation for an all time to be one of the all greatest artists of all time. And in 2008, she wasn't there. She was obviously the biggest artist out at the time. She had Gaga coming up fast on her heels. I mean, since then, Gaga has cooled as far as her pop, not her popularity, but as far as her music, I feel like she's definitely cooled off. I enjoy Joanne. I really like the Star is Born soundtrack. I love the Star is Born. But at the same time, with all that said, like, Gaga ain't come with it in a minute. And I'm kind of I'm kind of waiting to see what she does next because she's she went the whole take it back to my roots. This is what I want to do album with Joanne. And it's been a couple years since I want to say that album was called Art Pop, whatever that joint, the last joint was she did right before Joanne came out a couple years later. She's in this and, and she's an Oscar winner now. Thanks for the best song category. I'm interested to see what she does next. To see whether or not she's even in the conversation with Beyonce anymore. Gaga versus Beyonce Beyonce was a total thing by 2008-2009. And that was Gaga out the gate. Like the fame hit and niggas is going crazy over that shit. And I don't mean niggas specifically. I just mean people in general <laughs> were going crazy. I fuck with the fame, but I didn't really get with her to the fame monster. And then ever since then, it's kind of been, you you know, it's more about Gaga. Uh, this theatrics versus Gaga and the music. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think the whole pivot towards Joanne and the Stars Born is supposed to be able to have her recommit to the music as well as that duets album she did with Tony Bennett a few years ago. But Beyonce, man, like, let's, let's break it down again. 2008, she's like a year into her marriage with Jay. She drops I Am Sasha Fierce. It has hits. It doesn't have an irreplaceable, but it does have a single ladies on it. It doesn't have a um, get me body, but it does have a um, 
Devo in it. So there was there wasn't a, a huge drop in how good the album was and album quality from uh, to B Day to um, I Am Sasha Fierce. It just showed growth. Again, I wasn't the biggest Sasha Fierce fan. And then when 4 came out and Girls Under the World dropped, I was like, I don't know about this, but now I fuck with that joint pretty heavy. It took me a few weeks, but I, I started fucking with it. And then once I got listened to everything off of 4, 4 is a beautiful album. And that that was really the 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 change right there. It's like Beyonce's gotten better since she's had kids. Because... Four either four dropped before she had Blue, I think. But I think she announced she was pregnant with Blue by the time. No, I don't remember. What I do remember is Blue came shortly after, or probably late in the process of Four. I'm not looking at anything to line up the timeline with when she announced it. And then you turn around and Jay inspires... Well, I mean, 4 was great. And then Beyonce was even better for me. And then she had Blue by then. And then Lemonade was inspired by Jay's foul ass. So, it's just hard to not believe, man. She's one of the best. She's in the all-time great conversation with our heroes failing us. Considering we still haven't gotten any official backtrack on that uh, whole Leaving Neverland fiasco. God, like, I, I never thought I'd see the day where I was literally like, yo, Beyonce might be on Prince level as far as greatness. And there will be people out there like, that's blasphemous. I'm pretty sure Prince fucked with Beyonce. He fucked with the Carters. We know that. Why wouldn't he fuck with Beyonce? Prince loved beautiful women, man. I'm pretty sure Prince is a Beyonce fan. And if Prince fuck with you, that's a cosign that never dies. Mike's gone. Whitney's gone. And Prince is gone. Beyonce may be the greatest living performer of all time. It's not even a may. Beyonce is the greatest living performer of all time. Give me my beehive card now, please. It's crazy how narrow-minded I can be about things and how I will fight and argue and bitch about things being a certain way cause I, just because I don't want it to... just because I don't want to agree. But there's just no more fighting it for me, man. I mean... Homegirl was killing Jay on a couple tracks on the joint album. She had bars, man. I have I have no problems with Beyonce anymore. I just hope that the Beehive welcomes me and forgives my transgressions. And we can all move on with our lives. Go watch Homecoming, man. What the hell are you waiting for? Not Spider-Man Homecoming. I mean, if you want to watch Spider-Man Homecoming, that's cool. But I suggest you go watch 
Beyonce Homecoming. It's on Netflix right now. And it's pretty incredible. Just saying. Let's take a break. It's like sound advice or whatever. It's like comics, conventions, and cosplay or whatever. It's like ladies' night or whatever. It's like wrestling or whatever. It's like parenting or whatever. It's like anime or whatever. It's like spiritual warfare or whatever. It's like great friends, awesome people coming around doing what we do best or whatever. You should watch, listen, and follow or whatever. It's like a podcast or whatever. Welcome back to Hyphen Nation, the world's greatest podcast. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Kellen Conley. And no, I didn't just steal that from a movie called Beetlejuice. What are you talking about? What's Beetlejuice? Next topic. I bought some shoes, guys. And I don't just mean any shoes. I mean, I bought some nice shoes. Now, this is a big deal for me. This episode sponsored by uh, Arizona uh, Mucho Mango, by the way. It's a big deal because I haven't bought a nice pair of shoes in years. Probably, I mean, it's been a real minute. Because I moved to Morgantown, got the little moan, and it didn't take long. I immediately went to work on buying myself shoes all the time. The first, first shoes I remember actually being really proud of was in uh it was after my well, I was getting ready to go to uh freshman year of college. My mom said mom said, Hey, let's go get you some new shoes for school and everything. I'm like, oh well that's what's up. Uh I'd love to do that. And she was like, You can you can get whatever shoes you want. Like I was like, Are you serious? Like I can actually look at these joints instead of looking at the the you know, the cause I always got my shoes at decent places. Like uh I'm trying to remember what, what shoe store it was. It's, it's not open anymore. Sports Depot, maybe? That sound right? Shoe Depot? I used to be have one in uh, Apple Blossom Mall in Winchester. And we went in there, and, like, I'd, I'd always be able to cop some decent kicks. Like, I had some, I had good Nike kicks. There was never a moment where I didn't have good shoes on my feet. Like, Lord bless me there. Mom and Dad always took care of me as far as shoes. Never had it on knockoffs. No, it was always Nikes. Always something I wanted to be wearing. It just wasn't crazy Air Jordan, um, Scotty Pippins, you know, $100 shoes. So, going to uh, this, this sports store, and I'm looking at shoes, and I, I wish my memory is clear on this, but I saw the Iverson questions, and Al Iverson was everything to me in 2001 man and this is after the step over so they had already lost in the finals to the lakers 
but they had the um, the low question uh, Reebok questions with the um, it had a gray toe on them and I was like I want those she's like alright so we got them I love those shoes man they were one of the most comfortable shoes I ever had I, I, honestly I have to get another pair just to see if they're just as comfortable as those were they were some of the most comfortable shoes I remember that me and Matt went up to Kaiser and I was wearing my new shoes it was before school started that summer in 2001 and we went to go shoot shoot around the basketball park where we were waiting on our friend up there in Kaiser. And my dumb ass stepped in the mud puddle. I was so pissed. They were white shoes, too. Um, I got them clean. But at the same time, I always knew that, she, that one shoe was tainted because I, I stepped in a, jumped in the mud puddle, essentially, going after a ball. Dumbass. Yeah, but once I got to Morgantown, I started... Um, from the bottom, now we're here. Uh, I remember I got me some, like, uh, some Teen Jordans. They were white and red. They had, like, patent leather on them. Um, I wasn't going too crazy. I got me some low blue and white 12s that I really liked. I was rocking those for a little bit. Um, the Beast wasn't really awakened, though, until 2000 and, uh, what was that? I've been 2005. We were at Naomi Street. Angel and my friend Ed pulled in money to get me some Jordan 14s. They got me the black suede with the blue accents, yo. And I had never had an actual Jordan Jordan. Like, I had a 12. It was like a low. Um, It wasn't the official 12. And I had a 13. I had like the all-white 13s. They were fine. Um, I don't know. I saw him and M wearing them once in a double XL. I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I got these Air Jordan 14s, boy, and I was hooked. I was so hooked. So from there, shoot, uh, what else did I buy? I definitely bought some, uh, I had some I had some gray 11s. Pretty sure they were knockoff because they came from this stand in Morgantown Mall, and they were like 100 bucks, 150, 125, and they were actually too small for my feet. But I fuck with them real heavy. I ended up with a pair of. Dang, did I have a? I never had a 12. Ed let me have his threes for a hot second. His retro threes with the elephant print on them. It was just for a real hot second he let me do that. But then he's like, yo, I need those back. I was like, damn. He gave me a couple pairs of dope shoes that I really fuck with, too. Um, But it, but the coup de gras, the piece de la resistance of my shoe collection came in 2007 when I heard they were retroing my, one of my favorite shoes as a kid that I could never get. And that was... The Nike Air Foam Posit One, the pennies, the OG, the blue and the black. God, they're so beautiful. I wanted those shoes so bad. Like I can't even think of anything else I wanted more in my life, other than the time that 
I wanted to get a Sega Genesis when I was in, oh, what was that, fifth or sixth grade? Let's go sixth grade, and I was begging and begging and begging my mom and begging my dad and begging and begging and trying to pitch it and trying to get the Sega Genesis. And then I think I had them sold, and then I went over to my grandma's house, and my grandma's neighbor had a Sega CD, and I snuck off over there to play it with her a few times. Oh, um, Yeah, I went over there to play the Sega CD, and I didn't tell my grandma, and she got real freaked out that I disappeared. And then I came home, and I didn't tell my uh, mother or father anything about me disappearing to my grandmother. And then she did, and they're like, well, there goes your second genesis. Like, shit. But I really wanted these foam posits, man. And I was just so scared that they were going to drop. I wasn't going to be able to get them. They wouldn't have my size. And it's when your boy had a little money in his bank account. He had refund check money. So I was like, I got to get these shoes, got to get these shoes, got to get these shoes. Go on eBay. Find a pair of size 12 Nike Air foam posits. Brand new. I could bet on them. But I was like, fuck it, I'm buying it now. I think when the foam posits dropped, don't quote me, but I think when they redropped, they... They were selling for like one ninety. I think that's about right. I had buy it now. I dropped three hundred plus on no shoes. No regrets to this day, other than the fact that probably should have put some of that money towards Angel Engagement Ring at the time. But honestly, it's all worked out fine since then, so I'm not too pressed. It was like 304, 307 something. And I hit buy now. And the shoes got sent to me. I did a whole little photo shoot with the joints. I actually, on a, one of the episode covers, I feel like it's 27 or 28. It's actually um, a, a picture, one of the pictures I took of my phones back in the day. I'm going to look it up for you little podcast of 101 for you, just in case you're getting lonely. Here we go, episode 29, I'm about to fight something. It's got a picture of my phone posit on top of my orange Nike size 12 shoebox. And I really hope I didn't tell this story before, now that I see that picture. I really think I just needed a picture, and I was just digging through the archives for that one. So yeah. Emoji shrug. Shrug emoji. And then from there, it, I, I got a couple kicks after that. I, I got some Air Force Ones, white and purple. These, this, uh, Air More, I had the Air, uh, the Air More Up Tempos, man. And I just destroyed those fucking things. And I love those shoes. I destroyed them, though. I need to give me another pair. They were just the OG black and white ones. I love those shoes, man. And I just fucking ran them into the ground. Didn't take care of them at all. I don't know why. They the, they instantly became my go-to shoes, and I just trashed them. So mad at myself to this day. But I got this uh, Nike uh, more up-tempo hybrid with an Air Max 97 or something that I got now. Cop this uh, Jordan 12.5, which I played basketball in. They're not very super comfortable. 
they're a decent looking shoe. Um, the phone's ringing. You it's Johnny Harper. Johnny Harper, why are you calling me right now? To I'm just gonna let it ring. Call, you can press because I'm middle podcast. I, I should pick up and be like, "Why are you calling me while I'm podcasting, Johnny?" How rude! Oh, there he goes. Yeah, shout out to Johnny Harper. Ah, <laughs> uh, so yeah, man. What other shoes that I have? I had. I thought I had one other pair. I was thinking of. Anyway, from there, I, I started getting into the DC skate shoes, and I had me, I still have these white and red ones that I got from Dick's uh, and Stick Sporting Goods, and they've come become my mowing shoes now. I also had a pair of black and green DCs that I got from the shoe department, wore those into the ground, loved those shoes, they're comfortable as hell. Had a pair of these shoes called the Nike Air Cringes, they kind of were like a skate shoe, don't know why I bought them, they they weren't that expensive from what I remember, but they were some of the most comfortable shoes I ever had, man. And I, I wore those things into the ground, too, and it took years. Like, I bought those in, like, 2003, 2004, and I didn't get rid of them until at least 2011, 2012. Like, I was riding with those joints for the longest time. I wish I could... Not the, like, sometimes I wish Nike were retro mid-level shit that they put out, man, because those Nike Air cringes, I fuck with them heavy. Love those shoes. But then Aaliyah gets here. Things kind of die off, you know, as far as my shoe collecting goes. I actually bought a pair of just these all black Nikes last year because um, I need a new pair of shoes after my um, green and white DCs bought it. The soles literally were ripping out of the bottom. So it was time. My feet were getting wet. Um,. They were just 50 bucks from a shoe department. Just all the black Nikes. They, they were good. They're, I still got those. They're still my main go-to shoe. Um, but, I, I mean, it's always been in the back of my head, man. It's like, I'd love to get my hands on some new sneakers, you know? And then when we were in Charleston a, a few weeks ago for when Angel got honored for passing our national awards, um... We were, uh, went to the Charleston Mall, whatever it's called, and somehow we started looking at shoes, and she's like, oh, you can get a pair of shoes if you want. I'm like, I can get a pair of shoes. She's like, yeah. I'm like, I don't know about that. Like, I'm, And immediately it's like, ah, ah, don't know if that's a good idea, you know? Because that responsibility kicks in. It's like, what if I spend this $100 on these Jordan, $100 plus on these Jordan 6 rings, and then something breaks, and then it's like, oh, Remember that hundred dollars that you that you had? Yeah, it's on your feet right now. Like these are things you worry about as a husband and parent. Twenty year old me who just had a girlfriend and didn't give a fuck. I mean, I still don't give a fuck, but I give a fuck. Um, you know, man, I did I didn't care. <laughs> what come what what may be may be. Let it go. But, but I just had it back in my mind. I was like, man, I can't do this. I can't do this. I I looked at all kinds of shoes. I couldn't find the right fit, or I probably would have still pulled the trigger. So we didn't find the right fit. Got back to Bridgeport, Middlebrook Mall, went in there. They didn't have any sizes, and then came back to town. 
So Angel's like, well, why don't you order your shoes online and you can try them on and, and then you can order them that way. We'll save the money for you to still buy your shoes. So I'm like, man, again, this is a real bad idea. <laughs> you know? Because I'm, I'm, I'm like, man, I can't, can't spend this money. If I don't have this money and then something breaks... I don't feel like a complete asshole, man. So I, can't, I even might help Marcus. Like, yo, Marcus, what shoes should I get? And ultimately, he's like, yo, I, I think you want to get these six rings joints. And I'm like, yeah. He, he's like, here, let me get you some suggestions. And one of the suggestions came back with the six rings. And I was like, oh, I think I, I think I am going to do the six rings. Because I, I really, I've always liked the six ring shoe. And I was surprised to see it again. But I, I, let me, I'm trying to see what he said here. Because he was asking me about my shoes. Alright, I'm talking about hot ass takes. Here we go. Oh, and then I forgot that I almost... Almost... It, it wasn't going to be the six rings. The six rings were... I love the six rings, don't get me wrong. But what I really wanted... I wanted to get the Jumpman Pro, the black and white joints, because I've always fucked with the Jumpman shoes, and I I, I thought it was going to be the black and white Jumpmans, man, and, and it may still be. I may be coming back to those eventually. It was going to be the Jumpman Pros, but then a funny thing happened on the way to purchase either the Jumpman Pros or the Six Rings. My anxiety happened. But then for some reason I decided I was going to search just Nike Air Griffey um, size 12, you know. Just, just see what I could find, you know, because I always I was like, man, I always want some Griffies though. That would be dope if I could just pull some random Griffies. Just to see what's out there. Run into this eBay listing. Dude's asking $69.99 plus $20 shipping for these beautiful, beautiful Mariner Color Nike Home Run Derby. They're, they were Nike, they're Air Nike Juniors. Um, Nike Air Juniors. And they're Home Run Derby South Beach Edition. I looked at those bad boys and I was like, yo, those are fire. So I put a bit in. And, and it, like, it was a low bid because he wanted 70. So I think I came in at, like, 35. Just 40 even, just to test the waters. He's, like, 45. I said, no, I lowballed him even more. I said 35. And then he ended up not taking it, and then we reposted the shoes and shit. So I was like, all right, fuck. Um, do I really want these? Because then I was worried about, like, what if they're not high quality? These are slightly used eBay shoes, you know? So I was worried. I was like, these pictures aren't that great on my phone so I looked at it on the computer and I was looking at them closer I was like oh shit these things are actually really fucking nice Let me, I'll, I'll put in the 45 so he accepted the $45 bid and then uh, I paid the $20 shipping so I ended up getting the shoes for uh, a little over $66 and bro the shoes are fire it could be a smidge bigger. 
like a 12 and a half is pretty much where I'm at. A 13 would have been probably a little too big. But the 12s are dope. I, I fuck with the shoes. I haven't even worn them yet. I'm planning on breaking them out of Apple Blossom here in a few weeks when I go home for uh, Apple Blossom weekend. But but now, all I want to do is buy shoes. I joined the Sneakerhead subreddit. I just, I just it's like reactivated a sleeping giant. I am, I'm just gonna sit down one day and make this make this list of things I want to get, and just start slowly working my way through my list. Like those LeBron retros he had on. It might have been the night that he broke, he passed MJ on the scoring list. Not retros, LeBron. Um, oh, what's the word? Up, uh, the player edition, the PE. Like they were purple and gold. I was like, oh, those are so fire. I hope they put them out. They'll probably never put them out. But still, one can hope. But I mean, yeah, that's that's how I got back into sneaker collecting, into my shoe game. And, you know, it's it's a dangerous thing, but at the same time, I feel like I've got enough anxiety about spending money that it's not like I'll be like, yo, we got $1,500 in the bank account right now. Let me go get some shoes, you know. I'd love to, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Let's just be real, ladies and gentlemen. Let's be real. All right, man. Next topic. What do I got here? Oh, shit. Well, we can talk about this real quick. This will be a nice quick topic as we continue on. What side of the bed? So, me and Angel and Aaliyah, we went home to Dad's house two weekends ago. And somehow me and Angel get into this conversation about what side of the bed that we sleep on. And who's been on what side? Because we've had the same bed since 2005. It's time for an upgrade, I know. I know. I know. I agree totally. Yeah, she financed the bed herself and and got it. And this has been our bed that we've been rolling with ever since. And uh, it's time to get a new bed. And we'll deal with that eventually. But we were debating on what side that we slept on in the different places we lived. So, my thing was, when we first got to bed, I was like, alright, I slept on the left side of the bed. And she's like, "Like, no, I slept on the left side of the bed. I'm like, no, I think you're wrong. She's like, alright, whatever. Go to the next place we live. I'm like, okay, I slept on the left side of the bed. And she's like, no, I slept on the left side of the bed. Go to the next place. I'm like, okay, I slept on the right side of the bed. She's like, no, I slept on the right side of the bed. I'm like, how did we both sleep on the same side of the bed? That makes no sense at all. You're being facetious right now. You're being ridiculous. I don't even know if I use facetious right now. I just wanted to say facetious in that moment, and I did. How are you sleeping on the same side as me? She's like, you don't know your left from your right. I'm like, I do know the left from my right. What are you talking about? I'm a functioning adult here. I don't know if you met me. <laughs> and she's like, when you're laying in the bed, what side of the bed are you on? Like right now, I'm like, all right, so 
when I'm laying in the bed, it'd be the left side. It's like, right. You're on the left side, and I'm on the right side of the bed. I'm like, okay. And then, and she said, but what side of the bed do you think you lay on? I'm like, I lay on the right side of the bed. She's like, why do you think you lay on the right side of the bed? And I'm like, well, here's the thing. When I think of sides of beds, I think of them in the sense of I'm standing in front of the bed at the foot of the bed, and the side I'm laying on corresponds with whatever side I'm on. So if I'm facing the bed, I feel like I lay on the right side of my bed, and Angel lays on the left side of our bed. But according to her, and according to my father, who I brought into this conversation, the side of the bed you're on is the side you're, is when you're laying down. That's how you determine what side of the bed you lay on. That's the most dumb, like... Alright, so I roll my belly. Explain that. If I'm sleeping on my stomach, I'm on the right side of the bed, so I'm right. <laughs> Right? I don't know. Cause I, I went up to dad. I was like, Dad, what side of the bed did you sleep on when mom when uh your mom slept in the bed together? And he was like, I slept on the right side. Or did he say right side? Or he said left side. It was the right side, because mom was always on if we're thinking about the way they think of it. Mom would lay on the right side of the bed, and Dad would lay on the left side of the bed. The way if I'm thinking of it, I'd be like, Mom lays on the left side of the bed, and Dad lays on the right side of the bed. You know what this said? No, I think I flipped it. Yeah, the way that they're thinking of it, Mom would be on the right, Dad be on the left, and if I'm thinking of it, Dad's on the right, and Mom's on the left. Now. Oh my God, I confused myself. If I'm laying in the bed, mom would be on the right side of the bed. Dad would be on the left side of the bed. If I'm standing in front of it, dad would be on the right side of the bed, mom would be on the left. Okay, yeah, I probably just said that three times, but I wasn't quite catching it. Remember, I'm a fully functioning adult here. There's your episode title, Fully Functioning Adult. Bang. You know, sometimes these things just rate, rate themselves, and other times I'm literally beating my head off the wall trying to think of a t- title. And it's so annoying. Fully functioning adult. Got it. Like the Whitney episode uh, where I talk about Whitney, the um, No More Tears. I couldn't think of a title to save my life. And I was killing myself. I was like, oh my God, why am I so stupid? So the to get back to the bed topic though, does anybody else think like me or am I a weirdo? Like, if you're on one side of the bed, I almost feel like it shouldn't count when you're laying in the bed. That that doesn't determine the side you're on. You can flip over. It's changeable. I could go front to back. You know, if I'm on my stomach, then I'm on the right side of the bed. If I'm on my back, I'm suddenly on the left side of the bed. I feel like in order to truly be able to tell what side of the bed you lay on, you need to go to the foot of the bed, and then whatever side is what is where your side you lay on. I mean, sure, I could go to the top head of the bed and it'd be like, I lay on the left side and then go to the foot of the bed and be like, I lay on the right side. It's a never-ending argument, I suppose. I mean, normally I'm on the side closest to the wall. This is the way it normally works out. The side with the least amount of space is the side I take. 
because I, I try to be a good husband and give her all the room. Plus, I, I'm nimble and I can fit in places. Agile. So, I don't know. I need to hear back on that one, though. So, whenever y'all feel like uh, letting somebody know, uh, you can reach me at, uh, at b-hyphen on Twitter, B-H-Y-P-H-E-N. Or you can reach me, uh, b-hyphen at gmail.com, Facebook, hyphen universe, uh, Instagram, the b-hyphen. You know, find me in any of those places. Or you can even go through hyphen podcast group. You can go hyphen pie group on Twitter, hyphen podcast group on Facebook, hyphen podcast group on Instagram. You can do any of those things. Or even email at hyphen podcast group at gmail.com. That would be cool too. Whatever makes you happy. Just tell me whether I'm crazy about the side of the bed thing. Because I don't think I'm crazy. I think I'm right. No, you're wrong, idiots. <laughs> oh, man. It's good to be here with y'all. Uh, let's take a break. Oh, I didn't know I was recording. Hi there. Didn't mean to interrupt the great hyphen podcast show you're currently listening to. My name is Eduardo Garfield the Bird Esquire. You can call me EG. I'm the host of the number one concert review podcast in the world. It's called Catch the Show. And also a member of the incredible hyphen podcast group, a collective of podcasters who like to give their takes on the main things going on from life to entertainment. And my show is me giving my opinion on some of the highest tours and shows from Beyonce to YouTube. See, I go to a lot of concerts and have gone to a lot of concerts, so it makes sense I have a podcast reviewing concerts and talking about the latest in music-related pop culture. So go listen to my podcast, catch the show on hyphenpodcastgroup.com or anywhere where podcasts can be heard so you can catch the show. Get because that's the name of the title. All right, now back to the show you were listening to. Now, before I get into my final topic, I do want to remind you that Hyphen Nation, the world's greatest podcast, Barack Obama approved, is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group. You can find Hyphen Podcast Group, bringing great podcasts to the people, at hyphenpodcastgroup.com. I just mentioned all the social meds in the last segment, so you can go follow us there and all the things. Greatly appreciate it. Shout out to Morgantown Magazine again for their interview with me. I still need to read it, but hopefully I'm getting a copy sometime this week. Dang it. <laughs> um, what else? What else? What else? Uh show is also unofficially brought to you by... Well, not unofficially. This show is officially brought to you by Mark Rob, the M-A-R-C-R-O-B dot WordPress dot com. That is Marcus Show and Mad Love Robinson's WordPress site where he ponders paragraphs prolifically about various topics and when he gets in his bag it's always good so uh, you can check out all the great work he's got on there currently and you just never know when he might be dropping something new so themarkrob.wordpress.com unofficially sponsored by Radio Public I'm a user of the Radio Public app I love the Radio Public app um, for my Android people what it does is you click an iTunes link and it automatically will bring the podcast up on Radio Public. Um, and you don't have to put it into another podcasting app. 
you don't have to go searching for it and hoping that the show's added to this platform that you use. Um, you don't got to go to Spotify. It'll bring it right up in Radio Public. And Radio Public's got great features. It's got a playlist function. It has a way to save your progress or save a certain po- spot in the pod so you can go back to it later. Um, it always remembers where you're at um, play-wise. You can download episodes. Um, you can follow your shows. There's just all kinds of cool things you can do with Radio Public. And for my iOS people, I know y'all ain't all loving the podcast app like I once thought. Thanks to Lisa and Rebecca of The Secret Life of Weddings. Um, I heard that people aren't always pleased that podcast app that Apple has. So if you're tired of Apple Podcast app, why don't you give Radio Public a try? Because you won't regret it. Also, I do want to send a smart, small shout out to Apple Podcasts, though. Because suddenly, suddenly, they have made it easier to actually share direct links to the episodes on Apple Podcasts. So when I when I pull something up on Apple Podcasts now, I like if I go to let's say hyphenation. There we go, iTunes. If I go to that. Instead of it bringing me up to that classic screen that you always see on your desktop of all the episodes and not having access to the actual episodes, now I can literally share each episode individually. And it's awesome. Absolutely love it. So thank you for that, Radio Public, or not Radio Public, for Apple Podcasts. Um... Anything else? Oh, yeah. I, I do want to say we have a Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com hyphen podcast group. Um, on there, you can, uh, there's different tiers that you can uh, um, donate, and all the money will go towards keeping the website up. And the website's not currently up right now, so this would be a perfect time to donate so that we can pay it. Uh, this, is, this is the exact reason why we have a Patreon. Uh, so if you find, find the goodness in your hearts, you can uh, donate to the Patreon. You'll get cool prizes and stuff. Not even prizes. There's cool rewards you can do. You'll get shouted out on podcasts. You can be on a podcast if you pay, if you want to donate on um, one of our upper levels. And you can even get free podcasts made especially for you as a patron. Uh, so there's all kinds of cool stuff on there. And all your money will go directly towards keeping the website up. So please... Find it in your hearts to dig deep. <laughs> Patreon.com slash hyphen podcast group. And then lastly, before we get to the last thing, um, I do remind you that on hyphen podcast group.com when it's up, there is an Amazon link. Uh, you just click the Amazon. Uh, you just go to hyphen podcast group.com, click the Amazon link, buy whatever you're going to buy from Amazon, and a little bit comes back to the show. You don't got to buy anything specific. Um, it's just that it helps out and it, uh, it, it too will go towards website costs. <laughs> but if you just want to, if you're planning on going to Amazon and you're a fan of hyphen nation or any of our great shows, or just want to support hyphen podcast group, go to the website when it's up, go to the menu. You'll see it up there. If you're on desktop, if you're on mobile, click the three bars to drop the menu and then go right to Amazon and shop away. We greatly appreciate it. So. If you want to be down with the sound of the world's greatest podcast, you can go to hyphenpodcastgroup.com. 
all the episodes are available in there. You can also go to my personal website, hyphenuniverse.com. All the episodes of Hyphenation are on both of those sources. You can find Hyphenation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, which I recommended to y'all earlier, like I always do, the unofficial sponsor, Hyphenation. Uh, Stitcher, Mixcloud. Well, some of it's on Mixcloud. I need to fix Mixcloud again. Wherever podcasts are sold, you can you find uh, Blueberry. You can find it on there. No problem at all. So wherever your podcast can be found, you can have hyphenation. Just like that. Uh, I, I said all the social meets earlier in the show. Um, a special request... I'm going to do another questions episode coming up here very soon. If you'd like to submit some questions for me, no question too dumb or big, I will give it my best honest try to answer it. You can uh, you can uh, tweet me at b hyphen, or you can just email me b h y p h e n b hyphen at gmail.com. And uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, get some questions going see where this leads. I haven't done a questions episode since episode 30. If that tells you anything, I was still working at Huntington, so you know, it'll be fun to do. So, bring on those questions if you got them. The power of positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life no matter what you may do, no matter what you have to do, no matter what you gotta do. You gotta do you. So if that means letting go some negativity means letting go some friends, even family, until they straighten things out, you got to do what's best for you, man. You got to do what's best for you. Uh, words of wisdom for today. Um... Words of wisdom for today are don't be afraid to try something new. Um, a lot a lot of people tend to shrink away from new things, new challenges, new adventures, new foods, new drinks, a new route to work people don't like change I hate change like change will depress me in a heartbeat I will be fucked up for like two weeks over something minor and that's that's just the way I am it's something I gotta live with man but change can be good so don't be afraid to uh, try something new and if you don't like it if it's not for you that's cool and I'm not saying like oh well this would be the perfect time to shoot up heroin don't do that that's not what I mean (laughs) this is not your free pass to try hard drugs nice try nice try asshole Um, but I I don't know like just, just take some chances man I mean, you can take a small chance, like like I said, you go different route to work and see how that feels. Different route to school. Um, 
you could quit your job and start your own business. That's something new. I don't advocate anybody stop start or quitting their job. Uh, but hell, if you got a plan in place and you believe in yourself, who knows? You quitting your current job might lead to you being your own business owner and taking your life in your own, uh, taking control of your own life, almost to take your life in your own hands. That's uh, like you're killing yourself. That's not what I meant. So, so yeah, don't be afraid. Try something. So, if you go to hyphenpodcastgroup.com, when it's working. Go to the show's link, go to Hyphenation and take that RSS feed. I want you to take that RSS feed. I want you to look at it. I want you to turn that some bit sideways and put it into your favorite podcast listening device. And you can get all 95 episodes of Fire. I got to switch it up. I can't be screaming all the time. Jeez, you guys. It's only been 90 episodes. Shit. 94 episodes. I can't be like fire every single time. I mean, I could, but I mean, I got I got a surprise. I was like, oh man, that might be what people wait for. Um, every episode, like, man, I wonder if he's going on the solo episode. Like, I wonder if he's going to scream fire, or if he's going to say it menacingly, or if he's going to say it super happy. You just never know. But yeah, it, it is that simple to get the show. Apologies to Markel Faults. You're trash. Uh, I don't know. I haven't heard anything different. Shout out to NBA 2K17 for PS4 for finally copying to my PS4. After two failed attempts at copying NBA 2K16 for PS4. And it kept kicking the disc out. Now, I just hope that PS... Uh, that uh, 2K17 is not super trash because I got 2K16 on a good recommendation and I have not heard similar things about 17 so I'm a little worried I'm going to hate it and end up trying to install 2K16 again like just quick story like I bought 2K16 off of Dom 2K's recommendation I'm cheap ass I need basketball I don't need the newest the newest edition with all the microtransactions and all that, the updated rosters. I don't care. I just want to play NBA basketball, but I won't play it. And if I get really hard up, I will just drop right back down and go to PS3 and play 2K13 or 2K11. Easy peasy. Or if I get real hard up, I'll drop back down to PS2 and play NBA Live 2004. And if I get really hard up, then I can even go back to, uh, oh, I just had in my, I can even play NBA Live. Um, 95 for PlayStation. I, I can, I got things. I got NBA Live 98 for Sega Genesis. I got things I can do other than, you know, play this game that won't copy. So, so point is, I bought 2K16 super cheap from GameStop. Take it home, go to install it. It does that thing where it's like, oh, copy in the game. You can play a quick game. And it just lags forever. It doesn't completely install and then it kicks out the disc says uh there's the disc is scratched we can't read this disc and then it continues to do that for the next week next couple days so i take it back to gamestop i'm like i need another copy 2k16 this one's shit and they give me another one come home pop it in uh it installs the game downloads the updates uh copying the game i start scrolling through teams for a quick game and this spot this error 
I tried many YouTube fixes. None of them worked to get the game to run properly. I debated on getting a third copy of 2K16. Couldn't find a digital copy of 2K16 because it's four years old at this point. And so I took it back to GameStop across town on Easter and I got myself 2K17. So, interested to see how that goes. Hope it's not trash. And I forget what I called uh, my creative player on this one. My uh, my player. Because, uh, or my, my, my player in my career. Because I I picked Marco, Marcos Joseph was the one that I had picked for 2K14. Because the thing with 2K14 was, oh, I can't play franchise mode on PS4, which is trash. And I love franchise mode. That's really all I care about. I, I dabble a little in my player, my career, but I've always been that guy to um, play franchise mode. That's that's my move, man. And so, not being able to, that kind of sucked. So that's why I got 2K16 and that's why we're at 2K17. So I'll let y'all know how that goes. I know y'all are on the edge of your seats, but who is it for the next episode of Hyphenation? See, see that segue? That was dope. That was a dope-ass segue. Thank you. Thank you very much. So until next time, be good to yourself and each other. Oh, call your mom, hug your dad, slug your sister, dap up your brother, write your cousin an email, uh, send a, uh, write on a friend's wall, let them know that they mean something to you. You never know what someone else is going through, man, or when they're going to go. So it's important to keep those connections alive. Make sure you know, let them know how much they mean to you now before, you know, the inevitable comes. Um, I, I did always want to say that, so I did forget that. So, I say all that to say this. Thank you to each and every one of y'all who continue to check out the world's greatest podcast. 95, rolling episode 100. Still no idea what the hell I'm doing. So, you might just get a regular Kroger parking lot pod. Who knows? I don't know. It's just another episode, isn't it? Isn't it like a birthday? It's like, oh, it's just another birthday. Anyway, guys, appreciate you. Thanks, y'all. Before I go, which I've already gone, but I, I wanted to come back because I got something important to tell you guys. I forgot the recommendations. Yay, recommendations. So uh, on uh, episode 93, I believe, is when I was talking about views from the long box, episode 265. Um, that's my friend Michael Bailey's podcast, and he had Big Honk and Steve on there. Well, the companion piece of this, it was supposed to be a 10-year... 10 year celebration of views from Longbox. And the companion piece to this is with Andy Leland and Shag Matthews. Now, I've talked to Shag and Mike before, way back on Views episode 100, and like, I think it was like 2010 or 2011, something like that. And we had a great time. Um, and, uh, you know, I got to chat, I got to be in like a chat room with some of the other guests that were going to be on the show. So that was a lot of fun, too. But uh, I will say that. Views 266 is cool because 
uh, I believe what they did, if I can remember now, because it's been a minute since I listened to this, uh, is they had each brought uh, some comics to the table, essentially. Trying, it was supposed to be like underrated stories or something like that. And they each brought some uh, stories to the table, some comics to the table, and I thought it was really good conversation. And it's a lot of laughs and stuff, because Mike and Andy and, and Shag all have great chemistry. They're both... Uh, Mike's semi-regular co-host from views to, on the long from views from the long box sorry um, so the chemistry is there they have a great time but then my man Mike kind of risked my heart out at the, end of, uh, at the end of the episode because he he, he goes to just solo Mike and he, he starts talking about things I mean He's been running, doing the podcast for 10 years. I mean, this is only episode 266, but he's also been doing different things as far as other podcasts and life happening and all these things. So he's gotten slowed down as times went on. But the, the thing that really got to me was he, he essentially said that Views was going to be taking a break in favor of some of his other shows and he said maybe when it, the time is right from for views from the long box to come back, he would come back. I mean, he'd come back and do an episode. Of course, he said that thing. He's like, views is not going away. And I was like, oh, but, it, but it is, Mike. And all the best to you and Rachel and the puppies, man. But views from the long box had a huge impact on me as far as my podcast listening goes. Pretty much for me, um, it really went... It was like views from the long box, better in the dark, and there'd be a couple other things I was listening to, but that's what I would listen to all the time. And if I haven't mentioned it before, go listen to views from the long box episodes ninety up until um, ninety nine. If you want to listen to the, like the three part hundred, um, it's like a three part episode one hundred. If you want to listen to those two, because I'm actually on there. If you want to hear a younger me talking to. Uh, to uh, Mike and Shag but if you go back and listen to episodes 90 through 99 Mike what he did was literally take those years and kind of go through his whole life that year like his memory is astounding how how he remembers everything like throughout the throughout a whole course of a year I mean of course it was when he was older he was like junior high high school going through this period I think he graduated high school and then eventually moved on to... I need to go back and listen to those. I'd love to listen to those again because those episodes are just phenomenal. Um, But then you can kind of see the podcast wizard that Michael Bailey is. So, Views is on hiatus. Go check out 266 with Andy and Shag. You will not be disappointed. Next recommendation is a podcast I cannot get enough of and I have no shame and y'all know that my tastes range wide and weird and great. I was on Anchor randomly because uh, Hyphenation is powered by Anchor, of course. And I was on Anchor and I was like, man, what is this colorful banner on here about the secret life of weddings? And... I'm not a big wedding guy, you know, it's not normally my thing. I mean, obviously I had a wedding. I've been to plenty of weddings. I've enjoyed myself at weddings. I've had a horrible time at weddings. But something just 
grabbed me about this artwork for this, this ad for their podcast. And I was like, man, um, I don't know what it is, but I'm going to give this a try. I want to see how this, how this podcast is. And I'll tell you what, I have been listening to this podcast nonstop. I can't even like, I haven't even been listening to hyphen nation, hyphen podcast group pods. Like if I black man or catch the show drop, I'll check them out. But any other time, like I had to literally force myself to listen to Joe Budden podcast because I was listening to nothing but the secret life of weddings. And that's just the way it is. What it is, is the host, um, Rebecca and Lisa, they're from Canada and they're wedding photographers. So they sit there and they literally will talk about uh, just stories, uh, uh, horrible wedding stories and all these things. And they're hilarious. Their chemistry is great. Um, and I, if you're looking for something that you normally wouldn't listen to, I would say listen to Secret Life of Weddings, man. I even went so far to join their Secret Life of Weddings Facebook group because I got I got a story to tell. And if I make it on the show, I will let y'all know. I mean, I, I guess I can let y'all know. I'm not going to say no names. So, yeah, I really like their podcast. I'm a big fan. So Secret Life of Weddings is recommend, recommendation number two. And then lastly, The Walking Dead, the final season, the Telltale Game. It completed its journey in March. So... If you're a gamer and you play and you've played along with the games, um, or if you're like me and started watching, I, I randomly started watching uh, season three, which is a, a new frontier, because well, Chris Smoove started playing it, and I was like, oh, let me check out this Walking Dead thing. I got I got hooked immediately, so I watched the whole thing on Chris Smoove's channel. Or wait, did he finish Walking Dead? What was it that he was doing, and he never finished it? I, I want to say it was Walking Dead. No, I think I, I'm gonna know. I think he finished Walking Dead. He didn't finish the Batman Telltale game, the second one. Is that right? Yeah, he didn't finish the second one. He finished the f- very first one, but he didn't finish Enemy Within, which made made me very sad. I like. I wonder if people are still asking him to finish Batman. Because I was asking for the longest time. But Clementine, it's her final adventure, air quotes, final adventure. Uh, Telltale got bought out by Skybound, which ends The Walking Dead. Uh, we almost thought we weren't going to see anything past episode two of this four-part series. Skybound say the day they finished the game. It is a fitting ending um, for the whole series. So if you're, if you're like me and followed Clem's travels from... Almost day one, because like I said, I started New Frontier, and then I bounced um, back, and I, I started playing season one, and I got scared. I saw I, I watched season one, and I realized I was being a pussy, and then uh, I've watched season two, and I've watched all of um, the final season two. It, it's a it's a great ride, and it, it's a nice nice Walking Dead companion to uh, everything else going on, because. Uh, season ten of The Walking Dead. It seemed, to, or season nine, seemed we were return to form for them. We got to see what the hell fear is going to roll out this year. I had my worries, even with Dwight coming. And it, 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 they do a good job telling Clem's story from start to finish, man. So, if you're into watching video games, you can check it out on YouTube. Some YouTubers I recommend would be Swing Point or or Rad Brad. Um, they've covered the whole thing top to bottom. Um, and then if you, if you just want to play it yourself, 
you can find um, the early games for a pretty good price. I think I got Season 1 and Season 2 for really decent prices for PS3. And I know that... I believe that some, both of those might be on PS4 now. They might have moved the, ported those over. And then... Um, the A New Frontiers uh, started out the PS4 versions of the game. I don't know if there's a complete... Like a whole season pass for that so you might have to buy the game and then buy each episode that's kind of one of the reasons why I've stayed away from it because if I'm going to buy the game I'm going to want to play the game and not have to save up to buy the other I think there's five episodes in A New Frontier so yeah those are my recommendations and I was afraid I wouldn't be making an hour on this one <laughs> thanks for listening don't forget to subscribe and comment this has been a Hyphen Podcast Network production. They're the bestest. I'm getting paid an exposure.